If you knew that you would die today and see the face of God and live, would you change? I heard that as a startling question within the lyrics of a song, playing over the sound system of a restaurant while following my family to our table. I wondered if anyone else in that restaurant really heard it and was impacted, as I was, by a stunningly provocative challenge. Would even that scenario cause you to change? I'm Sheila Logbinas. You're in the forum. I'd say it stopped me in my tracks, but I was following the hostess to a table for our family dinner and bringing up the rear of the group while hearing a singular voice, who turned out to be Tracy Chapman, repeat the question as the music played. If you knew that you would die today and see the face of God and live, would you change? That's how I heard it. Consider that scenario. And for some people, that may require the leap of thought of even accepting that God exists and that we'll see the face of God when we die, which is a declining belief in current culture. But its truth doesn't depend on people believing in it. So consider it a Pascal's wager over the question of who stands to benefit more or less when dying with the belief in God or no belief in our life's choices and consequences, and this is all there is. In the moment I heard that song, especially those lyrics, it was for me an invitation or reminder to consider the challenge of living every day, every hour of life, making good, moral, honest choices with our free will, but also accepting that we sometimes or often fail to do that, even regularly, and have to pick up and start again, intending and trying to do better. For those who go to confession, Catholics who take the sacrament seriously and enjoy the benefits of its graces and the almost immediate relief and sense of new freedom it brings afterward, doing better means getting back to confession and making a good one. For Catholics who fell away from church and the sacraments, maybe even belief in the teachings of the Catholic Church, Christian teachings in general, or any faith-based morality that directs their lives, our lives. There's always the moment we're in now. Or as the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, I like to quote this, puts it, the fierce urgency of now. In his famous March on Washington speech in August 1963, the I Have a Dream speech, Dr. King said, we are now faced with the fact that tomorrow is today. We are confronted with the fierce urgency of now. He said, in this unfolding conundrum of life and history, there is such a thing as being too late. This is no time for apathy or complacency. This is a time for vigorous and positive action. Close quote. It was then, it is now. That provocative question in the Tracy Chapman song asking, would you change if you knew that you would die today and see the face of God and live, as that stayed with me and came back many times to reflect on as a sort of gut check, I was somehow reminded also of Dr. King's urgency of now, since we're not assured of another day, an hour, or even moment. So we really do need to live in the moment and consider how well we're spending it. The vigorous and positive action Dr. King urged is pretty much what St. Paul the Great Evangelist called for, what the church throughout history has called for, what Christians and people concerned with truth and justice 
mercy and grace and goodness have called for. And it's pretty thought-provoking for people who think about it seriously. No matter how long our lives will be, and most of us can't know or imagine that duration, the time will come, and it may be sudden, with no chance to prepare for what we call a happy death, or a provided-for death, which means for Catholics the sacraments, and therefore a happier death because of the grace of the sacraments. These thoughts came to me recently again, and again, actually, because of things that I heard about or had some connection to, and I wanted to share with you in a sort of random order. Like the other day, when I went to the gym, and no sooner started on the treadmill when I felt a twinge around my heart. Hmm, must be stress, I thought, from trying to do too much with too little time, and not getting regular workouts in, as I like to do. But then I remembered the event years ago, when a 30-something-year-old author, who worked out regularly, went to his gym as usual, and as soon as he started on the treadmill, he dropped with a sudden heart attack and died on the spot. See, fitness is very good and healthy, and regular exercise probably does prolong life, for many, but doesn't guarantee it, and we know nothing can guarantee a long life. And then there's this. In March 2023, a soccer player in the Ivory Coast died after collapsing on the field during a league game. He was 21, 21 years old, and died as he was being rushed to the hospital, said the Ivory Coast Soccer Federation. Not long before that, a young Belgian goalkeeper died after collapsing on the field following a penalty save during a soccer match in February 2023. Closer to home for me in more ways than one, I recall the college graduate student playing frisbee with his friends in an open field as he loved to do, and right in the middle of running or leaping for a catch, he collapsed and died quickly. He had a heart event, the result of a congenital condition or anomaly, though his friends didn't know about that. He was vibrant, healthy, and otherwise well in every way. This came as a shock to everyone he knew, including one of my family members. Speaking of family members being jarred by unexpected confrontations with something terrible that turned out to be fatal for someone, my husband told me one recent weekend morning, after returning from errands, that he had just seen the most horrible accident he'd ever witnessed. On a road we frequently take that's heavily traveled because of so many commercial establishments on it for miles, He saw the aftermath of a multiple car collision that left one car smashed and lying up against a telephone pole, so torn apart it seemed that no one could have survived the crash. sounded like they were driving terribly fast, and multiple cars were wrecked because of the chaos of it all. I said a prayer for all involved right away and only learned later that it was indeed a fatality from a high-speed chase, though the innocent people in other cars hit or hurt in collateral damage, all must have been out doing errands, just like my husband was, going about plans they had that day. See, we never know. I'm sorry if this sounds morbid. That's not at all the intention of sharing. It's a thinking-out-loud opportunity for us to consider our life and the end of it as an always good chance to give thanks for what we have while we have it, consider what we do with what we have and what we've been given, and do the best we can to live in the moment. But also stay on the path forward of doing better when, where, and for whom we can. And by the way, what I thought I heard in those music lyrics as being, if you knew that you would die today and see the face of God and live, turned out to be this. If you knew that you would die today, if you saw the face of God and love, would you change? 
live and love sound alike, especially in a noisy restaurant on the sound system. But in the quiet of our hearts, life and love do go together in God. If you have a Bible around or have access to an internet search, look at 1 John chapter 4. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have the confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love. That's right. No fear in love. All love, no fear here in the forum.